All right, we're rolling. So we're talking about algorithms and uh one thing I've been doing lately is uh trying to upload at different days and different times, not only with shorts but with the, the podcast itself. So we were uploading right after we would podcast, whether it's Friday night or it would be Saturday or even Sunday, just right afterwards, I'd upload it. And uh, so we've been playing around with uploading like uh, Monday morning at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. and then even the shorts. We've been messing with uh, the length of the shorts and the tags and the time we upload them, just trying to find out if there's any consistency. And we found some, we found some consistency, things that actually boost, boost them a little better. And things that don't work obviously we found out that swearing and shorts they do not get promoted at all really yeah you know and uh yeah it's amazing how like you were saying if you start watching if you start watching different things how it starts pushing you and i don't know about TikTok in in, in particular but i know with youtube it's very short like if you watch a couple drag racing videos on youtube it, it automatically starts showing you more and more and the more you watch the more it shows you so like i ride a motorcycle a sport bike and in the off season like now i don't watch a lot of sports bike videos so they'll fade right out of my algorithm to, to my suggestion i should say where i don't get any of them but in the summertime when i'm riding more motorcycles and i'm, I'm viewing more of that content it just it just blows up in my suggestion to work so you can definitely see the wave how how they start suggesting more and more of what you're trying to watch yeah i've noticed on TikTok that when at least for me that in the morning once i start watching things then it just the algorithm seems to start and just rolls with what i'm what i'm watching where if i'm watching it at night like after work it doesn't doesn't seem like the algorithm picks up as fast. Now the next day, does it reset to what you used to watch, or is it picking up where you started the day before? No, it it almost resets. Does it? Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's fascinating. I. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah, because I can, I can get pretty far deep into a rabbit hole there on TikTok once gets once you start watching one, and then another, and then another. So I try to keep it try to scroll through a couple to to get it so where it's not all the same thing and that, that gives me a little bit more of an option to see things but but then by the next morning it's back to where you started the previous not the previous day but the the original before you started searching something new or yeah, it, yeah yeah wow that's weird it just kind of pops up with what well usually it pops up with an ad when you open it of whatever you know whatever whatever an ad for whatever and then you just scroll Okay. Start to. I'm assuming it starts with whatever you whatever you put in that you like and, and what you're interested in. I'm assuming that's where it starts. Huh. And then. You know what's odd is I I'm on I'm on TikTok for my personal account, and I I signed up and then it asked you know it asked you know what what where do you have interest and you know it asks your age obviously you put in your birth date and it asks your gender and I put it in. 
and then it asks what are your interests you know you pick like a couple topics of interest to you so i did and immediately it gives me 40 year old single women that's crazy it just it it figures that at my age my interest it's gonna feed me this right out of the gate yeah. <laughs> that's like all everybody always talking about you know the like the big thing with TikTok and and what's going on in the, in the last week or two and like they're everybody's talking about mining data and i'm not smart enough to know what they're mining of my data but I, I i wish i was smarter to know what what they're actually after because i'm just too dumb to know typically typically it's interest to sell you ads so what they're when they say mining your data in my in my mind it's it's they're trying to find out what you're interested in so they can point specific ads in your direction so you'll buy products from their advertisers yeah i'm not uh, i'm not dumb enough to fall for that I, I, whatever. <laughs> so i i know for everybody listening they probably hear a different voice uh so mike's filling in because uh my regular co-host had a family emergency and couldn't be here so Mike's filling in, so we're just gonna we're just gonna roll here and. I brought your gift. You want your gift? Sure. I can't wait. Let me know if you know what it is. If not, I can explain it. Well, it's a patch. Hold it up here. Right, should I hold it up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's some Illuminati symbol. Nope, it's the Boy Scout patch for archery. No kidding. Oh, that's badass. Thank you. I was in Boy Scouts too. I, li I like people who have passion, and you seem very passionate about archery. I know I, nothing about archery, but just listening wow. to you, the way your passion and you speak about it, it you make it interesting. I'll give you my uh, my personal uh, account when we're off air, and you can follow me over there because I post videos. Yeah. on archery and that thank you oh that's cool yeah that's that's really cool i'm gonna find a place to put that up in here thank you so it's yeah only five dollars <laughs> i got I don't care. thirty dollars but i bought it with oh, my amazon points that's okay i thought that counts man i didn't expect anything that's cool something like that i, I like stuff like that i dig it man so uh you said you were you follow politics on tiktok and i don't what's what's that like versus in comparison to like legacy media and how they feed politics how is it how is it structured on tiktok i think that it can be very easy to get sucked into what you're what you're what you're oh. scrolling and looking at so it's hard to sometimes have a different opinion. Okay. Because they're always showing you the same thing of what you what you like, what you follow. Like my son said one day to me, he said, you know, my girlfriend's dad and, and your TikTok are the complete opposite. And I sit there and I listen to him, listen to TikTok. It's all left-leaning stuff and left this and left that. When I listen to you, there's always, you know, right-wing right stuff and, and that. That's why I said I was trying to see if I could change it to get it a little more balanced to see 
but I'm, I'm interested in how TikTok goes and everybody sharing their their ideas and everything and and if i can get it somewhere in the middle mm -hmm. i think that it'd be a lot more beneficial seems like it's a big issue the whole divide right it seems like that that just furthers that divide as far as right you know you just get stuck in those echo chambers like i said all you're getting fed is you know one one viewpoint right and then you go out and then then you'll you'll just share these talking points that you picked up of one biased side instead of like the center where most of us are the, the majority of the population is somewhere in the middle of both these sides but we get fed either one or the other like you said we don't get very many center opinions you know right and um there's there's a lot of good sources out there and i can i can ones that i found uh and i can i can point in some of those directions that i found very beneficial that i think you know these people that just have even though they might have a slight bias they try to stay focused in the middle try to see both sides because i i i'll hear the i'll hear a story and you're like oh my god i can't believe that you know like man that's crazy you know and and then it's like you start looking a little deeper into it. it's like well this person clearly embellished to give it a lean in one direction or the other when that wasn't the whole story you know and a lot of headlines are like that right like oh, yeah. just to get you to click on it they'll put this ridiculous like oh my god it, most people don't click on it though they just run with the headline they'll say i read this story well what they really mean is they read a headline from a you know whether it's right or left leaning media source right right however they wanted to spin their agenda knowing that most people's attention span is you know 15 seconds oh yeah and then you get further down into the article and it's like well really it wasn't like that like the headline or the first paragraph read you know and usually you got to get halfway through the article before you even get into what it right what it actually means because like i was looking at on TikTok today, and it said something about Joe Biden's first veto or whatever. Oh yeah. And uh, it's like I got half. It had the headline and all that stuff, and I got halfway through before it actually started talking about what, what it actually was. Yeah, it's a real problem. I think it's a real problem in this country that I think I think more people are starting to come around as we're seeing more independent, good media sources. And we're getting away from that establishment corporate or legacy media as we're as we're fading away from that it seems like people are starting to look for more honest journalism more honest fact checking you know i think it's i think that like the legacy media and all that i think it's just entertainment now i don't yeah. i don't even think it's actual news i mean there's news in it but i just feel like it's more entertainment and feeding everybody's anxieties of whatever way you lean whether it's left or right i think that they're just constantly feeding you that and you know all the doom and gloom or you know whatever you want to call it i like I said I, I just take it as entertainment i don't even think it's real news anymore you even see it with the weather i don't know if you've noticed the the weathermen like even them it seems like they're i've noticed in the last couple of years like last 
I'd say three years, it seems like even the weather, like it's just all anxiety and you know, you gotta watch, you gotta watch because we don't know which way the storm's going or how much you're gonna get, you gotta watch this, you gotta watch. It's like they're feeding you anxiety over what used to be a couple inches of snow is now a weather oh, yeah. event. Yep. You know, and you know, you keep watching, you know, check back at 630 because this thing's changing, you know, by the minute and you need to, you know, it, it, you're right. It's it's almost like they're feeding, they're, they're, they're really preying on people's emotions and their anxiety. Like there isn't enough anxiety in the world, right? With war and, you know, a conflict. I, I think and, there's a lot of things that prey on your anxieties. Like there's TV shows that are, I watch a lot of movies and a lot of TV shows. And there's just so many of them that are just anxiety driven shows that after like five episodes i'm just burned out because i don't i don't i don't want to watch it anymore because it's it's the same show every time just a little, a little bit more of a twist and they just that that's that's just weird that they have anxiety driven shows i often wonder these people in in media legacy and corporate media is there any is there any time that they step back and are like, holy crap, what am I doing? Or do they feel like, do they feel like it's just for the cause? Like, I, I wonder if that makes sense. Like, I think it's just, we got to get out there ahead of everybody else. And they don't. I'm not going to say they don't fact check, but I think that they'd rather just get it out there first and then fact check second. Oh. And then, yeah, and then, and then does the fact check, where does the fact check end up? So they release a story and then, you know, it comes out, well, that's not really 100% true. And then how many people hear the rebuttal, the, well, we, we might have got this wrong. You know, the majority of people don't even hear. And they're never going to admit they're wrong. Well, I, I think they do, but it's like back page, right? Like it's that old thing, right? Like you know, the, the old back in print, you know, it'd be front page and then the rebuttal would be two days later on the back page and nobody ever read it, right? And so it just exists in society that that first page news is still reality. And so you got a, a certain percentage of people that run with that because they never saw or bothered to look, never bothered to look into the story to find out or do, they don't pursue media that's going to tell them the other side of that story so then they just run with that as truth that that one story and then there's other people going wait a minute you didn't hear that you know that that ended up not being true and they're like no it's you know what are you talking about that is true i heard so and so say it and they're like no actually it came out a week later that that's false and they're like no, you're crazy, you know. You know, it's like you get this weird dynamic like that. It's just odd to me that, like, in my opinion, all right, if, if you come out with something and it's not 100% right, and then you come out, say, the next day, hey, this wasn't right, you know, we checked it or whatever, that they, I would feel that they would be more credible if they're addressing it right away. Hey, we didn't get this right. Yeah. Because I'd be more inclined to listen more often if you're pointing out your faults because everybody's wrong right at least once right and 
to, to for them that, that that would just make me feel that they were more credible that they're they're actually saying hey we made a mistake or we didn't have all the information yet but we wanted to get this story to you as fast as we could and now we have the whole story and here's the rest i think that's how media used to be there used to be credibility right yep back in the tom brokaw days yep. you know back whenever you know that's about as far back as i can remember <clears throat> but today it's just about views right it's just about clicks it's just about and because we're so tribal and we're so divided that even if we know our side is a little wrong we'll still run with it just to support them because that's our team right and we gotta we gotta support our team right yeah uh, it's just it's just disheartening to know that like i said with the, i think the whole entertainment part of it is the clicks and all that stuff and, and it's just not it's hard to trust it Oh, it's it's hard yeah. to to trust what what they're actually are they actually trying to get the news out there or are they actually trying to get the eyeballs on what they're what they're doing i i think it's just trying to get the eyeballs just trying to get people to watch get people to share a narrative getting people to share stories without really looking into I and mean, who has the time to right? right who has the time to out of the 10 things you heard in the news, go through and research them on your own, find credible sources reporting on it, and try to pin, we just don't have the time, you know? I, and, I, and they take advantage of that. I'm interested to see, I mean, with, with the internet and everything, I still think the internet's new. It's, it's still new. There's, there's oh, yeah. We haven't even scratched the surface of, of all of it. And, and there's going to be, there's going to have to be a way where everybody's going to come out with their own their own their own news their own there's going to be more independent journalists mm -hmm. and more independent fact fact checkers and on all that stuff to maybe steer the ship in regular media to maybe not go so far as just getting the eyes on it and actually mm -hmm. getting back to where it should be well, I think there's a hunger for that, and that's what we're seeing today with these the rise of these independent media sources. And I, I think that's 100% driven by people. That's what they want. They're tired of the BS. They're tired of just being manipulated just for clicks and views and getting agitated just to, you know, just to cheer on the team, right? I think, I think, they're, I, I think that's going to continue to accelerate to where... You know this legacy corporate media just kind of fades away you know we're seeing it with with the job cuts at some of these media companies you know to where they're just not getting the views they used to you're seeing some of these independent media personalities getting more concurrent viewers in their time slot than some of the big media companies are in the same time slot it, it's mind-blowing right and I, I think social media will if they can get a handle on social media, actually let it be what it could be yeah. instead of letting it be what they want it to be. And I get it, it's their company. If they want to, if they want to take their company in a, in a direction, but I think that, that like with the whole Twitter thing and, and that all, you know, I've noticed that there's more things allowed on Facebook and there's more things allowed on TikTok and there's more things allowed because I think they're scared. I think they're they're truly scared that they're gonna come after them next 
and you said you i get what you're saying like you said you know it's their company they can do what they want to do but when all of them are overwhelmingly leading in yep. one direction and and i don't want to say censoring but suppressing so it's hard to find other people like i want i wanted to find ted nugent on instagram good luck finding ted nugent on instagram he is so shadowy but i had to like i had to go to one of my other accounts find how exactly how if i just type ted nugent on so on instagram it would not pop up with him i had to go to my one of my other accounts find out exactly how it was spelled like how he had it you know because it's like at ted underscore it's not exactly that i'm just saying whatever it is right at ted underscore nugent whatever it says right i had to type it in exactly like that on this other account i'm using and then it gave me a thing are you sure you want to follow this person because they're known to spread disinformation and this and that really yeah that that's a little weird to me why would you i'm searching for it i, I obviously it, want to find it now you're trying to tell me that i should that i might not want to do it right i want to do it i obviously search for it Right, and the fact that I had to get the spelling exactly right. Anybody else, if I, you know, search, you're not, you may not be a good example, but um, I wanted to search, you know, what something specific, you know. I, having a hard time finding a good example, Garmin. You know, I wanted to follow Garmin, the, you know, the GPS company. If I even get close to the spelling, it's going to suggest Garmin right. to me, right? I don't have to have it Garmin under slash USA, whatever. It's going to, you know, it's going to pop it up, you know. And anybody else I followed, whether, you know, it, 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 name, name Joe Rogan, whatever. You start typing Joe, J-O-E, and then space R, it automatically right. pops up Joe Rogan, right? So yeah so that's yeah that's i have a problem with that like not necessarily censoring but definitely suppressing and making it hard for people to find people that they don't agree with and that's an issue now i'm just going to search everybody's name and see who's easy to find <laughs> and see if it you know do you have instagram uh no i did not one time but i just it's not uh it's not for me yeah it was more for my kids yeah and like you were talking uh, earlier about you know the right time to put the put the download on your podcast and all that stuff yeah. like my daughter and her friend taught me i, I said I, I need to get my instagram cloud up you know joking around with them or whatever yeah. and they say well you don't post your pictures at the right time and it's like what do you mean and she's like, you got to post your pictures at 8 30 at night and i was like why would i why would i post them at 8 30 at night he said, because that's when we're, when we're all on. We're all on at, at, at 8 o'clock. Okay. All the kids are on at 8 o'clock, so we post between 8 and 8.30. It's because then, you know, they get, that everybody sees it. And that whole, you know, everybody wanting the likes and all that stuff, I'm not that kind of person. I don't need, no. I, don't, I don't need likes. It's interesting to see. It's just weird. That whole feeding your ego or feeding your whatever it is for likes i i, just, I don't i don't get that at yeah. all like no part of me that even no it doesn't motivate me it doesn't yeah. drive me I, obviously we promote the show on instagram and i have a personal account but i follow people like 
you know, David Goggins, Joe Rogan, you know, people that are motivators that are healthy and, you know, very successful. That's where I find motivation is just following these people. And, but, uh, yeah, their discipline is amazing. Yeah. So when I had 10% of that discipline. So when I post something, I'm not posting it because I'm hoping I get likes. I'm posting it because I'm hoping it motivates someone else to right. go out and do things. Because I, I try to promote a lot of health and wellness. And uh, and I think those things are really important in society. It, you know, I think we need more of that. And, then, yeah. and I think it's like anything else. The more that's out there, the more saturated that gets, the less of the bad stuff you see, right? I was like, today I was when I was going through TikTok, it said something about, well, I was scrolling through to change it, you know, uh-huh. and uh, it said something about type 3 diabetes is now dementia, or it has something to do with dementia. I didn't get a chance to look it up. It was right before I came here. Oh, yeah. But it had, like, that, that, that like, type 3 diabetes will almost become dementia, like, Really? The, the the definition of dementia will be type 3 diabetes. Oh, okay. And I didn't get a chance to look at it because then it started talking about sugar and I was trying to get everything organized. And yeah. So that's why I'll check out when I get home because my grandma had dementia. Oh, okay. And so it was just interesting to see because sugar is horrible. I yeah. love to not eat sugar, yeah. but I can't do it. It's just I always got to have something with sugar. Yeah. And just I've just been... I changed... The way I live a year ago, I changed my diet. I have a I have a problem with the word diet because I have a problem with nobody ever explaining anything because I need things explained to me. So when they say, "Hey, I'm going on a diet," don't go on a diet. Just change your diet. And when you change your diet, that doesn't mean you're dieting. You're just changing what you're eating and changing what you're doing. And I, I, I like that. I'm, I'm really big on explain it to me because just saying, hey, I'm going, I'm on, a, I'm on a different diet. Then everybody gets here's diet, and they don't want to. Oh yeah, I can't do that, or I've tried that, or whatever. The way I explain it is, a diet is something you want to do to trim a couple pounds to lean out for a friend's wedding in three months, right? So you'll you'll tweak what you normally do just to get, you know, fit in that tux or fit in that dress if you're a woman, you know what I'm saying? That's how I see a diet. I see what I do as a lifestyle change. I made a choice that I I want to live the longest, healthiest life I can. I see too many people around me die too early that didn't need to die. And a lot of it was attributed to what they put in their body and how much they move their body so i made i made the decision like i haven't eaten fast food in 10 years now i haven't eaten bread in eight years four years ago four years ago i cut all sugar out of my diet almost all sugar i i I consume less than 20 grams of sugar a day I try to keep my carbohydrates under 200 grams a day. So I'm very disciplined with uh, intermittent fasting. I only eat twice a day. I go. I have a 16-hour window where I don't eat anything. And then I have 
two windows about an hour long where I consume two meals, which would be like a late lunch for most people and about a normal dinner time, you know. And then on the weekends, I usually do like a 24-hour fast. I only eat one time a day on the weekends. I'm still maintaining, you know, very, very low sugar intake, very low carbohydrate intake, but I consume a lot of protein. You know, and I try to, you know, I, I heavily supplement, you know, the list, the list of what I don't take is shorter than the list of stuff I do take as far as supplementation, as far as vitamins, you know. And out of the, the three things of, you know, cutting out sugar and carbohydrates and bread and eating fast food, what, what one was the most, had the most impact on that you felt in your body? Which one do you think had the most impact on it? It's hard to say. Yeah. I think I think it's a combination of all three. I don't think I don't think minimizing one offset like I don't think you could say, well, don't I you know, if I didn't eat fast food I could still eat bread and sugar. I don't think that is is accurate. I think I think it's a combination of all these things. And I'm not suggesting anybody do this. Talk to your doctor, you know, talk to a dietitian. But then I also work out five to six days a week also, you know, and I incorporate three days of cardio, three days of weightlifting, you know, and sleep, you know, I try to get seven plus hours of sleep a night, all these, it's, it's that whole combination, right? You know, and it's finding out what works for your body. I, you know, I've had to experiment and I'm still experimenting. I'm still, you know, I'll add some things, take something away. I'm always tweaking, trying to see what effect even with supplements you know like like there are supplements i used to i used to take monday through friday and then i've offset those now and i only take them saturday and sunday and then i've replaced something monday through friday just to see how my body reacts and then i, I get blood tests done with my doctor every six months too to make sure where my d3 is where my zinc is where my magnesium is just you know my potassium where all these things are and then we make adjustments to my supplementation you know accordingly so like you know i used to take turmeric five days a week well now i switch that and i'm trying to just take the turmeric saturday and sunday and not monday through friday and just see how how is there any difference in performance in the gym or running you know how does it you know is there any difference in my sleep on the weekend taken you know so it's you know again not medical advice consult your doctor but i'm always i'm always trying you know and i'm always listening to people like andrew huberman uh you know david st Clair, you know um Rhonda patrick just these brilliant people that work in these fields you know trying to you know what's the newest data you know what's what's you know what they found out with new research and new studies so I'm, you know, I, I really try to stay on top of that stuff and I try to promote it too, because I, you know, I want everybody to live the healthiest life they can, you know. All right, because I've, uh, since May, I've lost 80 pounds. Wow, congratulations, and man. All I did was, well, not all I did, but the main thing that I did was is I stopped drinking pop and now I do drink a pop. Mm -hmm. I don't drink more than two pops. Like if I drink a pop today and a pop tomorrow, I'm not drinking pop for, you know, three days. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I try to, I try to, not, try to keep control of it. Good. But like before, I was drinking four or five pops a day, and 
I realized once I stopped drinking the pop that I didn't want it. Mm -hmm. And so then that made my curiosity. I'm very curious. So it made my curiosity grow of, all right, if I stop doing this, like I stopped drinking milk and mm -hmm. I only eat a little bit of cheese. I love cheese. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and so, and I realized when I stopped doing all these little things, it was easier not to, not to, not to go back. And I was just me, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. me and, and everybody else is different. But yeah. I didn't realize, you know, everybody always says, oh, I stopped drinking pop or I drink diet pop or, you yeah. know, this, that, and the other thing. Like I said, they never, they never shared the information of, oh, well, you know, when I stopped, I didn't want it as much. Yeah. And I, and there, and there, there's times that I don't, I just stopped thinking about going to get a pop. Like I just drive right past the gas station yeah. and, and not stop on the way home and get the pop. And like, I, I love pizza. Pizza is the number one food for me. Yeah. And I'm also an emotional eater. Yeah. So like when I went I, on my day off, I'm like, all right, I got the day off. I'm by myself. I can relax. I can watch this movie that just came out. I'll get a pizza. I'll sit down. And I and I'm sitting down and I'm eating the whole pizza while I watch the movie. The whole, literally the whole pizza. Mm -hmm. And so now I just still because I like to do that. I just eat before I sit down to watch the movie because then I can't just eat through the whole movie. Good idea. And so I just changed little things like that of, of, of just trying to break the cycle, mm -hmm. I guess. Of, of all that and that seemed, that really seemed to help a lot good job i mean that's that's what it's about is finding out what works for you like i still eat pizza when i say fast food i mean traditional drive-through you, you you can name the you know who i'm talking about yeah. right 90 percent of my pizza consumption are homemade pizzas yeah. we found these super thin crusts in the refrigerated section i mean they're they're literally, you know, they're literally that thick. And we roll them out, we put our own topping stuff on there. We usually throw them on the pellet grill outside. And so, but I know I burn, I know, I know what's on it because we put all the ingredients on it. A lot of times, you know, if we're putting bacon on it, you know, I fried the bacon, you know. So we can choose a kind of, uh, pizza sauce we put on it we can find the one with the lowest amount of sugar the one that was made used uh organic tomatoes in it you know what i'm saying so you know on the cheese right we can get organic cheese you know we can get so we have i can make a better pizza than i can buy right but i can still enjoy pizza and when i when i say i, li I like pizza i eat there was probably years that there would be I, I would eat pizza every day, literally some, 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 some kind of pizza, some, a pizza sandwich, an actual pizza, uh, you know, I would put, I get like, like something we still eat, but we get uh, chicken and then put the pizza sauce on it and then put pepperoni on it and then a little bit of mozzarella on top. So I, that I've shifted more towards eating that because it still gives me the same flavor It's on chicken and there's not so much room to put all the other stuff on that's that's one we've been doing a lot in the last i'd say year or two um 
I I grill about five five to six pounds of chicken a week for my lunches. So Saturday or Sunday, I'll grill the chicken, and then I have a chicken salad every day for lunch at work. But I grill enough that we've been taking that thin crust, and um, you can buy sugar-free barbecue sauce. And we put I pre I preheat the crust just just a little bit just to start the baking process. Then we put pull it out, put the barbecue sauce on there, <clears throat> put some of that grilled chicken on there, and then some mozzarella over it. Put it back in, let it finish off, pull it out, and then just kind of drizzle some more of that sugar-free barbecue sauce over it. And, oh God, is it delicious! So yeah, I just I just made a at a fantasy football party with all my buddies from school, and uh, I made a barbecue chicken pizza for the first time. I I, I get the real frozen dough. And make oh, it. oh okay and, and and that and it was it was amazing i didn't i didn't even it was just something i never you know because i always go pizza sauce you know cheese pepperoni yeah meat, banana peppers you know all that stuff and right. i just decided well you know there's gonna be a bunch of months i made a barbecue chicken pizza and it was it was amazing that's cool that's really I cool thought of it. and you know we're talking about bread and uh <clears throat> You were talking about things like with the pop that you don't even notice that you miss it. And the same thing happened with bread. Like if I'm going to have, like if I want tuna on something, we buy these keto wraps. So there's really low carbs and uh, there's no sugar in them. And so if I want tuna instead of a tuna sandwich, I make a tuna wrap. You know, if I want a ham instead of a ham sandwich, I just make a ham wrap. When I have sloppy joes, I just put it on a wrap, you know, and I don't even notice I, I wouldn't even know what it, it'd be so foreign to eat a piece of bread now because I, I haven't had bread in so long it, it'd be foreign to me but there's no craving there I'm not like oh man I wish I had a big peanut butter and jelly sandwich there's just no craving there for bread it, it doesn't even enter my thought at work I always have crazy questions and I asked this girl at work one time, I said, you know, I told her all my crazy ideas and crazy questions and stuff. And I said, is there anything that you think about? And she says, I think about why we eat so much. And I was like, I never really thought about that. And then, you know, so I thought about it. I looked, I looked into it and, you know, it was, you know, when we started, you know, breakfast is, is the is the beginning meal and all that stuff. And so then I just went down a rabbit hole of, you know, when did the government try to tell us that we need to eat breakfast? and it was, you know, then, you know, we need to eat, my, my, my opinion is, is they want us to eat breakfast so we have more energy through the day so we can work more, so we can create more, so that they can make more money. And, like, cause I, I don't, I don't eat lunch because I'm hungry. I eat lunch because it's lunchtime. I don't eat dinner because I'm hungry. I eat because it's dinner time. Oh. So I started thinking about that all the time. And so now I... I try to eat when I'm actually hungry. I'm actually eating less, and I don't feel any different. But it just it, it, it that 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 triggered my, in, in my mind of you know why why do we? Well, I think we eat so much because we have an excess, right? Because our biology still tells us, right? Our biology is still ten thousand years old, right? To where because it's so readily available, our biology is still telling us, well, eat, because feast or famine, right? Like, we don't know when the next famine's coming, so just eat everything you can now, 
because we're still again in that 10,000 year old mindset of we didn't know when our next meal was going to come you know you gotta think we used to wake up and this is how I picture it in my head it may not be accurate so don't get excited out there but we used to wake up in the morning we'd go chase game all day till we harvested something we'd bring it back and we'd sit down around the fire and cook it and eat it and we'd wash rinse repeat because we didn't have a way to store and preserve food you know I, I don't know when they figured out smoked meats and salt and preservatives and all so if someone can fact check me out there and put it in the comments below but so now we got to this place to where it's just so available but we still have that old biology of man we just don't know when the where the next meal is going to come from so we just gotta we gotta you know fatten up and you know preserve and it, it's a mental thing we just our biology hasn't caught up to the current state that we live in it just takes so long you know in breakfast that's a funny one and it's something i have to fact check but i had heard that it came from the farm industry trying to sell more sausage bacon and eggs and that's what drove it and I think the same thing happened with the orange juice industry. They had a surplus of oranges. So they started convincing us, and orange juice is just horrible. If there's devil's water, it's orange juice, because that's just pure, just sugar water. And the damage, I wonder what damage that's done to our society. You know, all these narratives, you know, the, the fact, you know, the thing about the sugar, like that, these scientists were paid by the sugar industry to tell people that it's fats and foods making you fat not sugar it, and those fats and foods are essential to us you know and i just wonder how much damage that did to us and i i don't i don't know where the, i'd have to look it up and all that stuff but where where sugar really started to come into play but it just like what when i very first started to try to be healthier i started to walk and i started to not drink as much pop where i'd only have pop at dinner and uh i used to drink a lot of milk and uh my sister-in-law said well you need to look up how much sugar is in milk and i think i don't i don't quite remember but i think it was almost more than a pop like 12 grams per cup yeah in a glass milk and this is how dumb i am i didn't find this out till four years ago yeah oh me too like probably maybe four years ago i i had no idea someone told me about this i'm like wait what there's sugar and milk that's how dumb i am i was like i, I came right home i look at the tainer i was like holy crap so now i just drink almond milk unsweetened almond milk if i have milk i don't drink regular milk i was like holy crap like same thing you know like thought i you know and, and this is the whole thing this is why it's like a process right you can't figure this all out in one day and just completely flip your life over and wipe your cupboards out and your refrigerator out and just it takes time it takes time conversations like this to figure these things out it just it takes years and years and years and this is you know it's never gonna end as far as as far as i can see just looking back over the last 10 years it, it, it just continues to evolve and i just keep learning more and more and more data comes out and more more studies because studies take years and years right so it's not like yeah so you'll hear them say hey we're working on this study and these this is this is what we're applying and but we don't know what the results are going to be but we're hoping it's going to be in this direction but it takes years to find out 
you know so what they're working on today we're not going to know for three four five years what the results are going to be so that's why i say it's it's always changing it's you know i'm just lucky that i'm just glad that i started figuring this stuff out hopefully before it's too late I've had, like, none of my dad's brothers survived past 70. They've all died of heart issues. And so when I decided to be more healthy, I went in there and then, you know, talked to the doctor and and said, basically said, you know, I need to be healthier. You want to be healthier? Because I always said, I'm going to die at 73. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, oh, you know, in the movie, they say, today's not my day to die, or I'm going to die at this time. So I said, 70, I'm out at 73. I'm, I'm good with, I made it peace with myself that 73 is a good age. Now, when I get there, I don't know. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I might not want to die. But, and he said, well, you need to drink more water and eat more vegetables. So that's what I did mm-hmm. in May. And that's what got me all the way to where I am now. That's awesome, man. It was a similar it was a conversation with my doctor i was in my i wish i could remember the exact age i was i'm gonna say like 32 let's just say and and i was in my doctor's office for a sinus infection i I used to get sinus infections a lot, like multiple times a year getting sinus infections. So I was in there for a sinus infection and he said, I want to check your urine while you're here. I'm like, all right. So I pissed in a cup, you know, and he, he come back in. He's like, let's talk about your diet, whatever. He's like, how much water do you drink? I'm like, whatever's in a Mountain Dew. And he's like, what do you mean? I, literally, I did not, if it wasn't in coffee, Mountain Dew, or milk, whatever the water was, I didn't drink water outside of that. And you know, he's, he's writing shit down. He's like, what do you eat for breakfast? I'm like, well, sometimes, you know, I don't, or it's a donut or McDonald's. He's like, what's your lunch look like? I said, about the same. He's like, what's the dinner like? I'm like, you know, blah, blah. And I remember he, he put a paper down. He's like... You know, that, then I was still casually smoking cigarettes, still drinking after work and on the weekends. And he put a paper down and he asked me, he goes, how long do you want to live? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you better start making some changes now if you want to live any kind of, you know, long, long life and any kind of quality life as you get older. And I was like, that was the first time, like, I was like, it, for whatever reason, it had an impact on me. And in that moment... I started changing like holy shit like he's probably right i need to start you know i need to start changing things so that's when i started you know it's, it's just a slow progression you know i started same thing i started walking you know and then i remember i remember i could lightly jog about a quarter mile and that was it like i was done like you know bent over breathing you know wanting to puke just a quarter mile of a light jog because i hadn't done anything like that since school you know and it just forgot, like, then I started, you know, figuring out about nutrition, started looking into that, and, you know, started limiting, you know, fast food was the first thing to go. And then, you know, a couple of years later, you know, I found out about bread, and so I eliminated, you know, it's just that, you know, that gradual, you know, progression. And then uh, May, May 11th this year will be four years since I've had any alcohol at all. You know, again, just that, just that slow progression, just figuring stuff out. So, 
yeah, I encourage anybody out there to, you know, look into it, start figuring it out. Yeah, it really is up to you, and and it's it's different. What's difficult for me is I don't know what I'm looking for. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, like you talk about it on here, and if there's other things like. If people are out there and they're listening to other podcasts, you know, look when you're going through your podcast list, just kind of look for something else to listen to. Don't mm-hmm. just constantly just keep listening to what you're listening to. Find other things because, like I said, it's all about information for me mm-hmm. because that, like, I, you don't know what you don't know. Right, exactly. And, you know, like like you said, the doctor said, you know, how long do you want to live for? Yeah. Well, you know, my doctor said the same thing. But he said nothing about quality of life. He, you know, because we were having the conversation of, you know, me dying at seventy-three, yeah. and and you know, we didn't have the conversation of quality of life. And yeah, you can, you know, eat healthier and live to seventy-three. But you know, how how well are you going to live to seventy-three? Right, right, and that's that's what I'm hoping for is to have good quality of life all the way to the end. You know what I'm saying? I want I want to have my mind, my body. You look, you look, I, I don't know your dad, okay? But if you look, I think we're around the same age. If you look at when we were young, nine, 10 years old, and we looked at 50 or 60 year old men, they looked like they were almost dead. They were all bald, pot bellied. You know, they sat around the garage drinking beer, like, you look at a 55, 60-year-old man today, and they look like they're in their 40s. They're lean. They're healthy. There's one good thing about the Internet and social media and tech and the technology that we have today is that there's no more gatekeepers. This information's out there for any of us to find, and in, in most places, it's free. You know, 20 years ago, you had to pay people. You had to... I can't even imagine trying to seek out the information that's just a click away now for us. You know, like I said, check out Andrew Huberman, David St. Clair, Rhonda Patrick. I wish I could remember them all. There's so many good sources out there for health and nutrition and fitness. YouTube is a great, uh, excuse me, at least once a week, there's some YouTubers, fitness YouTubers I watch, and I try to incorporate one new thing every week at the gym. One new thing, whether it's, whatever it is, I don't, whether it's legs, abs, shoulders, one, one workout, I wanna incorporate something new, something new they found out, you know, that that's a better workout for a specific muscle group, you know. I've, I've incorporated bar hangs to where at the end of my workout, Every time at the gym religiously, I go over to the bars and I just hang. And I hang. I hang. I do it four times. I try to do it at least one minute every time. You know, I've seen a study come out about a correlation between grip strength and how long you live. And they're not exactly sure why, but there is a correlation to the more grip strength you have, the longer you live. They, there's a theory that it's in falling that people that are going to fall, they catch themselves before they tumble all the way. So I started working on grip strength, you know, where you take two dumbbells and you hold them by the tops, not cupped underneath, but just 
you know, using the pressure of your fingers and stand there and just hold them and hold them and hold and hold until they almost want to slip, you know, working on grip strength, you know. So the, like I said, I, I'm always trying to find something new, something just to, you know, look. I don't know. I, I it's something I'm, I'm passionate about. Cause I want everybody to live long, healthy life. I've seen too many people die too early in my life that I think could have lived longer had they had better information, had they had somebody out there, you know, explaining these things to them. And I'm not, again, that's why I recommend these other people because there's people, I, I'm a moron, okay? Right. Don't do anything I say. I'm just saying, if, seek these people out because there's so much good information and it's available to all of us. You know, yeah, I'm sure TikTok is probably a great resource for health and fitness. I'm sure there's really good people on there that are loaded with knowledge on nutrition and supplementation and workouts and you know yeah i think I'll, I'll, that there's a lot one thing that i like about this generation of children or kids i call them kids because you know my kids are 20 you know but they're more into themselves not like not like selfishly but they're more they're more caring towards themselves and worried about themselves and uh and like the mental the mental side of everything and i think that that's part of of like you were saying about you know guys you know that were in their 50s when we were young you know that they go out they work on their cars and have a beer and whatever and i was thinking about that a couple of weeks ago you know guys don't have a real good grasp on sharing their feelings mm -hmm. and back then they really didn't have a grasp on it so i was thinking like so did they go do did because guys always have a thing every guy always has a thing whether it's sports hunting driving cars you know whatever and i was trying to figure out if that's if there's any correlation between having your thing so you don't have to share your feelings mm. you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. I, but i kind of got it off the fact that I, I i have a video game that i play and that's my soothing and i played the same game for 10 years and i realized well maybe i'm just not processing what i need to process and i'm trying to trying to drown it away with the video game or drowning it away with working on the car or you know and so i was really thinking about that if if because i i feel that as men we share our feelings a lot more not nearly any as much as we should yeah. but that's still that i don't know if i'd ever be able to get because i'm still guarded you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so there's still things that that i have a hard time talking about with my with my own life sure and that just that I don't know exactly why or where that came from, but I feel it slowly going away as the, as these generations come up. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's more accepted and it's more talked about now. Maybe, again, that information, that free flow of information. Maybe there's more resources. Maybe there's more people on there communicating these things so they realize oh i'm not alone i'm not the only one doing this because they can watch other people do it 
uh, a guest we had on, uh, Adam, episode 10. Same thing, like, he openly talks about how, you know, he, he, his previous marriage was, you know, it, it, it was a struggle and he video game same thing right like he went to work he went home and he video game just to you know not have to deal with what was going on at home and deal with whatever he was internalizing and once he's you know once he started getting a divorce and he was forced kind of stop video gaming because now he had the responsibilities of you know getting his own place and taking care of his kids you know having them and stuff and like he became a different person i saw this transformation to where you know he wasn't because i think he he dealt with you know what he, he had he was forced to deal with whatever had been bugging him or you know he had been dealing with all that time that he was using the video game as the avoidance right and so yeah i think there is something to that I, I don't i don't know i don't know what it is that I mean, I know for me, I don't even know for me what it is that makes me struggle with things mm -hmm. like the fact of, I mean, I know I have my own personal hangups and stuff like that as far as like, I don't, I don't hear well. So it's hard mm -hmm. for me to go to a doctor now because they all wear masks. Yeah. So I got to constantly say what on top of already, however, however many times I already say what on an, any given day, but I've, I've lived with hard hearing my whole entire life. And now. I went when I when I was going through that whole health check and everything. They said, "Well, the doctor said, well, let's check your hearing." And I went and got my hearing checked, and uh, the audiologist is like, "How do you even hear anybody?" And this was like right in the middle of the pandemic, where everybody is wearing a mask. Like, there's nobody not nobody not wearing a mask. And you know, I work in in uh, the grocery store, the big grocery stores. Mm. So I'm always I'm always around people. And he says, I don't even know how you, you hear people. And I said, I just, I've just done it my whole life. And I, you know, I, I, it's taken me surprisingly, uh, I would, during the pandemic, I would, I, I stopped looking at people because I had to focus on what they were saying because I couldn't see their lips and I couldn't see their facial expressions. So I was constantly doing this. Okay. And I did this for a year and a half okay. and it's still hard for me to be social sometimes because I, I i have to cut i have to stop myself from doing this and not looking at them and oh you know and it just seems off-putting to everybody but that that's how i that's how i had to do it during during that pandemic with you know everybody on masks and, and hearing and all that stuff and so it's it that's you know that's part of my issues of you know going to the doctor and talking to them and all that stuff it's a little bit of a struggle but i still keep going Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. You, you, uh, you find a way to, you know, work through that. Yeah. And, you know, not, you know, not everybody's that resilient, you know. Earlier you were talking about Ice Age. Oh, Ice Age, yeah. Yeah. I was listening to, I don't know if it was on YouTube or TikTok today, but they were talking about the rotation of the Earth and the axis and when it stopped that the sun shines on the earth for three days and it should stop for three days. So the sun would shine on the earth for three days. And then the other side of the earth would basically freeze. Okay. And it said, you know, that happens like every 12,000 years. I don't know exactly what it is because I'm an idiot, but, and that it's almost time for it to do that. Yeah. And so 
if there's an ice age and it freezes for three days i was thinking what is the i wonder how long that ice age is going to last for you know what i'm saying yeah i don't i know it freeze but i think when the rotation starts back up it would thaw back out once the rotation restarted it sounds like sounds like the next next ice age i think would come from an impact again or a massive eruption something that would block the sun completely out the interesting thing about the rotation stopping i don't know if they talked about this in there but when the earth stops the water doesn't stop yeah the water keeps moving and floods a certain portion of the land right and that that you know then adult that only takes me down the rabbit hole of of see like my my ideas and my theories that keep me busy at work in my mind is is so you have the bible and you have the great flood yeah okay so the great flood happens and it floods the planet and then the water all goes away and what i thought today was well if the rotation stops then one side of the planet is going to flood yeah and that that would be the great flood yeah. so just to think of that how much land was out there and is out there because when you had when in in my belief system you know and then what i what i learned and stuff there was pangea and it was on one side of the earth it was all one here mm -hmm. so that makes me you know flat earth everybody goes crazy about flat earth <laughs> but I, I my opinion is is that we are flat on the earth I think there's all this water over here that we don't even know about and because so if you have the great flood and it breaks up pangea you're telling me that in 40 days that, that all of pangea broke up and went all around the earth well i don't know that's the only thing <laughs> i think about yeah you know you think yeah, it, but but it does make sense that it that spreads out on one side of the earth and we're all right here yeah but like i said those are just crazy things that i think about no that's okay yeah man like, like I said, with the ice age you know down in antarctica there's there's land there's got to be land down there so if it thawed out there's land down there and whose land is it whoever gets there first right well that's a good question i don't know if there is i don't know if there is land there but you know if there's if, if this stops the rotation and all the water goes to one side we may have new land mass. yeah i'm not i guess i never thought about it Well, there you go. <laughs> Ring soaps and you, you know, if if there's like I said, if there's yeah, land down there, whose whose land is it and how and you, well, you know you that they're there that if they think that there's gonna be an ice age and they think that there's gonna be this rotation of that that they're gonna they're gonna have to you know I, I feel that everybody has a plan for everything 
So the frozen southern continent can look pretty flat and featureless from above, but beneath the ice pack that's accumulated over the, uh, the eons, there's an ancient continent as textures geez, harder, as textured as any other. And that texture turns out to be very important for predicting how and when ice will flow and which regions of ice are most vulnerable in a warming world. No shit, there's a map of it. That's what it looks like underneath there. Ooh, yeah, whose land is it? And what was it? Mm. You know, It'll be maybe, interesting. Maybe, maybe Antarctica wasn't always frozen. Well, we know it wasn't, right? right. When the dinosaurs... I, oh, gosh. I'm gonna look that up. I believe when the dinosaurs, I believe when the dinosaurs were walking, there was no ice on either of the poles. That was one thing that I learned. This topic, but I learned just what talking about, you know, just learning things a couple years ago and things like that. I, I just learned that fossil fuels are not fossil fuels. It's actually vegetation that, that it's, it's the oil and all that stuff. And then, like I said, it takes me down the rabbit hole of there's got there's there's got to be enough oil for anything that we need because if they could figure out how to use water as fuel, they would have already done. Like there's more water than there is oil. Ah. Uh... Hmm. There you go. Okay. I thought I'd, I'd, I'd bring that up there so people can see that. Dinosaurs lived for roughly 160 million years. When we think about the climate they lived in, we often assume it was either hot and dry or hot and muggy. In fact, I saw it somewhere. Did you see it in there where it said there was no ice yeah. on? Yeah, I saw it in the... Uh, Somewhere I saw. Do you see it in there anywhere? Yeah, I don't see it. I've seen it when. I've seen it in the in the beginning. Yeah. I must just like we were talking here. way earlier at the beginning. We you seen it there, but now you don't see it. Yeah. Um. Sorry to those just listening. I'm just trying to the find this. Called Pangea. There were no ice caps except for close, coastal areas. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Much of the land was indeed dry. Temperatures were between 80 degrees Fahrenheit with a little fluctuation, which makes sense. I mean, for Pangea, there were I mean, no ice got, caps. If you got one big giant con continent, like the outsides would be where the ice is. No, there are no ice caps. So yeah, what is that? Yeah, what does that look? Right. What if they find ancient civilizations under that ice? Yeah. You know, that'd be interesting. Yeah, where was it? Where does it fit into Pangea? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. where? What? What part of that broke off and ended up down there? Like, interesting. Like that, if, if we don't know anything, first of all, we don't know anything. We only we only know what we made up right really and so if you have like i said if you have pangea and it breaks out which i have a, a buddy of mine who's an engineer 
and he says, and he's he's, he's really strong on his faith, like super strong on his mm-hmm. faith. And he says, there's no way that Pangea existed because you can't move land like that. And my thought, my thought is always, okay, but you tell you you have such a strong faith, and God can do anything. Mm-hmm. Then God can move whatever He wants. Right. So why 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 can't Pangea exist? Well, and why do they fit together so good? Yeah. If you bring them back together, why do they fit together so good if they weren't together at one time? You know what I'm saying? Yep. And they're still moving, right? We can still yeah. measure them that they're moving. Yeah, I just seemed like there was there's a crack in Africa. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, there's a crack. Look up to the crack in Africa. And that, like, they they figure like in a hundred million years, like that, there Africa is going to be two continents. Yep, there it is. So they figure as as it gets larger, that it, it will fill with water. Let's get out of there. Let's see. Well, around the Horn of Africa, too. Yeah. Reading that up so you can see it. No kidding. A large crack stretching several kilometers made a sudden appearance recently in southwestern Kenya. This is from 2018. Oh, I know. I never heard about this. The terror which continues to grow caused part of the... I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Highway to collapse and was accompanied by seismic activity in the area. Get out of there. The Earth is ever-changing planet, even though in some respects change might be almost unnoticeable to us. Plate tectonics is a good example of this, but every now and again something dramatic happens and leads to renewed questions about the African continent splitting in two. No kidding. So if we make it to 100 million years, I don't even know if that's what it was with 100 million, but it was, it had, it had a, a timetable on there of, of how, when it would be too hot. But yeah, that's crazy. Just it says down here. We have to break up South America and Africa. 138 million years ago. Yeah, continent rifting requires the existence of existential forces great enough to break the lithosphere. Mm. Oh, there you go. It's a little diagram of how it happens, how it's occurring. says evidence for the existence of this hotter than normal mantle plume has been found in geophysical data and is often referred to as the African super swell. Drinking up isn't easy. You know, they've been saying California's going to do that forever. Yeah, the San Andreas there, right? Is that the big fault line? That's- yeah. San Andreas. Oh, it's interesting. Oh, see, I learned something new today. It's cool. Do you ever um, get into the uh, Younger Dryas Impact? No. That'd be a good one for you to go down. I think it's... Uh, 
Immigrants. Um, I want to say Randall Carlson. I, I get him confused. Uh, right. Yeah, I always get those two guys confused. So let's let's go to let's go to YouTube and watch a little video on it and get the gist of it. Cause I I would I would I would get them more on I'd butcher it if I tried explaining it. <clears throat> when it decides to load. I've just recently come to the conclusion that the world will not explode. It's like in, in my faith, God will not let the, the world explode. I'm very, I'm very, I don't want to say paranoid, but it makes me, it eases my anxiety to know that God would not let the planet explode. So I don't have to worry about the planet actually exploding. Yeah, this is um... Randall Carlson. So in this way, we're connected with events of 12,800 years ago and events today because we're still in relationship with this stream. And what we know is what the, what the Younger Dryas Impact Hypothesis proposes is that the encounters, the, the encounter with this particularly lumpy part of the Torrid Meteor Stream 12,800 years ago led to a, a sort of swarm of debris hitting the Earth. And as the Earth is rotating, that swarm of debris moves eastward. Right across the, the, the surface of the planet is evidence of this, of this Younger Dryas uh, impacts. And it immediately causes radical climate change. That's because of the ice water coming off the North American ice cap from those big impacts on the North American ice cap. There's a mystery at the beginning of the Younger Dryas, 12,800 years ago, because global temperatures plunge, but at the same time, you get sea level rise, a sudden sea level rise, work of Cesare Emiliani. You wouldn't expect that during a period of freezing temperatures. You'd expect excess water to stay frozen on the ice caps, not to enter the world ocean. So what this speaks to is a great amount of heat and shock, which was unleashed on the North American ice cap and caused this icy water to pour into the world ocean. One of the things that icy water did was to stop the Gulf Stream dead in its tracks. The Gulf Stream is part of the, what's called the global meridional overturning circulation. It's the central heating system of our planet. It's one of the things that keeps our planet warm. And plunging unspeakable millions of tons of freezing water into the Gulf Stream cut it completely. And for the next 1,200 years, there was no Gulf Stream. And the world went into this frozen, frozen episode. Uh, and that's when all the megafauna died off. That's when the, the saber-toothed tigers, the woolly rhinos, the mammoths, the mastodons, you know, the giant sloths, they all went extinct during that period. Not because they were overhunted by human hunters, but because of a global cataclysm that took place at that time. Um, it, it was a time when there's clear evidence of a massive shrinking of human population. Population goes through a bottleneck at that time. It was, it was clearly a, a devastating event in every way. Now, there may be other explanations for it. What's not in dispute is that the episode that we now call the Younger Dryas, and again I'll give the dates, between 12,800 and 11,600 years ago, it's an episode, it's not a moment, it unfolds over a, a, a considerable period. What is absolutely 
clear and nobody disputes is that the Yenavid Dryas was a true global cataclysm on an enormous scale. There are some arguments about what caused it. I accept that. There, some people think that it may, might have been to do with solar activity. But I think the evidence that the Comet Research Group, and there's now more than 100 scientists working on this, I think the evidence that they've put forward is the most compelling. And it explains this situation best of all, that we ran into the debris trail of a disintegrating comet, that there were airbursts all over the Earth, that it changed global climate radically and led to the extinction of the megafauna, and I would say to the loss of a civilization that existed during the Ice Age. Now, the interesting thing is that when the Younger Dryas comes to an end, it comes to an end 11,600 years ago, and it's equally dramatic. Just as global temperatures plunged 12,800 years ago, 11,600 years ago they shoot up almost to, almost to modern levels. And then there's a truly massive rise in sea level. That's called meltwater pulse 1b that takes place 11,600 years ago. And one of the things that interests me about that, and that my archaeological critics find most annoying, is that 11,600 years ago, before our time, let's call it 9,600 BC, uh, is precisely the date that Plato gives us for the destruction and submergence of the lost civilization of Atlantis. Whenever you say Atlantis to archaeologists, they roll their eyes and laugh hysterically. But the fact so I'll, let, I'll let you deep dive into that further, but uh, Randall Carlson and Graham Hancock are both, you know, really good people to look up and, uh, you know, if you want to deep dive into this. But there are even theories now that there is an even more advanced civilization than we currently are, you know. I, I was ignorant to the fact for the majority of my life that I was told in school that that they didn't know exactly how they built the pyramid, but with modern technologies, we could duplicate them. That's bullshit. We can't duplicate the pyramids right now. We cannot build it. We do not have the equipment. We do not have the knowledge how to place those blocks and, and build that structure. They did it. They did it somehow. Yeah, I always... Because my son always talked about that when he was younger in school. And I always just said, well, it was just slave labor. They just made him do it. He's got millions of people and made him do it. That's the only thing that I can think of. Yeah. And, but now, no, I, 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 I believe that we've done, we've done all this before. Yeah. Like, it, it, that something can happen and just wipe the human race down to 10,000 people, whatever number you want to put it yeah. on. You can wipe it, wipe it all out, and then it just all builds right back up, yeah. just like the Great Flood or, or anything like that. If it, if it if the flood became about and then went away, there's no reason that all that stuff is now five six miles under the earth. Well, not like that, but we know things biodegrade, right? Yeah. So I I don't know how long again I'm ignorant. Okay, I don't know how long it would take an iPhone to biodegrade, right? maybe 12,000 years is enough time that there wouldn't be anything left for us to find because right because we find pottery we find stones we find bone tools you know whatever right right but we know that the rest of the shit just biodegrades right like yeah. eventually where we're at right now you give it enough time and you would never know this was here because it's not it's built out of stone it, it's just mother nature take it back and it would just go dissolve back into the earth it just wouldn't be here anymore I, again, I don't know how long it'd take this monitor or these cameras. I don't know. But there, there is a number. There is a time. 
they'd be gone. Some of my daughters, did we just become cavemen? Well, right, because all the, again... We don't have anything else to do but become cavemen, the ones that survive. Right, because, right, because what, what happens? There's a catastrophic event, right? It's survival. It just comes to all the knowledge. Nobody cares about knowledge at that point. It's just surviving, right? So that knowledge gets lost, and you know, right? We revert back to the basics. It's just survival. It's just, and and then I think that's the the knowledge is lost to a certain point, and then it starts getting rebuilt again, right? right. We just go backwards so far. We're wearing loincloths, throwing spears again. Right, and then we we slowly pick back up. And there, there's a lot of theories out there that you know, does technology? I gotta click off this. It's lagging us. Does technology get so good that we start getting too godlike, and God's like eh, too close, shitheads? You know, it's time to it's time to send you back to where you came from. You know, to where you started because you're getting too close to you know interstellar travel, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like. I don't know. I don't know. We we didn't even touch on aliens. Aliens <laughs> don't exist. I mean, and I, I got a buddy that I used to work with, and he said, if, if aliens, because aliens can exist. Mm -hmm. In my faith, aliens don't exist. God created us and only us. Am I, am I naive to think that, that, that that's not possible? I mean, it's possible. Anything possible. But... He always said if there is an alien, because he's really strong in his faith as well. And he said if there is an alien, it would be a bacteria. Because all right, well we could start there, you know. But it, but as far as aliens, I so guess... so what? Okay, so he said God made us. God made yep. man in His image, right? Yep. Does it say that God only made man on this one place on all this vast emptiness that we can't even, we can't even, it, it doesn't even register in our brains the next place that can sustain life, how far away that is to us, how close that is, how far away that is to us, well, however you want to say it. Yes. We can't, it, 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 you can't even, it's hard to even wrap your head around that distance, right? Right. So... Does it say that? Does it say that he only made it? God only made man in this one spot and all this vastness. I don't know. I mean, it depends on how far you want me to go down the rabbit hole because I think that there's multiple universes, and that so say like say you hurt yourself, or say say you go to bed and you wake up and you're like, man, my elbow really hurts today. How do you know other universe you didn't break their elbow? These are just things I think of. Because, like, let's say right here in my little notes here that it, in the Bible it says, in the beginning God created the heaven and earth. There's an S, plural, and heaven. Like, why is it plural? My idea is it's plural because there's different levels and different universes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they talk about by the Mandela effect, and that's just slipping in and out of out of universes. And... Who knows? I mean, that does. But, it, like I said, it really all depends on how far you want to go down of, of where, but that that just... I don't... I When I think of aliens, I don't think of a species different than us, just a more advanced... They, they just have 
a thousand year head start on us, right? Imagine us a thousand years from now, if we're already here, and you know how the exponential growth of technology, how rapidly it's evolving now, right? What does it look like a thousand years from now if we don't all kill ourselves, right? Or there isn't an impact or a super volcano or whatever, right? What does just a thousand years look like, right? And some have speculated that, you know, like the archetypal, archetype, archetypal alien you know the gray the the big narrow the big head with the narrow face you know the three long dangly fingers the real spindly weak body and then you look at the we're trying to figure out our own sexuality here like we don't know are we boy are we girl you know like and they seem not to have a sex identifiable sex we can't tell really if they're male or female what if this is a trajectory that you know they're just a thousand years ahead of us and that's what we kind of become that we figure out a different way to breed you know whether it's in pods you know to grow babies and these incubators whatever what if it's just a more advanced and then I don't remember the theory that when a civilization gets to a point they can travel and find another civilization they destroy themselves so say say ship did land in roswell right what if that was the end of that species because however long it took for them to travel from where they were to get here they destroyed themselves back on whatever planet it was so there were no more coming like they were the only ones and they crashed here and they're dead and that's why we haven't seen anymore. Like if they've been out there exploring, like like if we if we went out and explored, by the time we come back, we're all dead. Yeah. Like everybody that sent them out to explore, unless they find a way to travel. I don't even know how you would begin to do that because like right. time travel, I don't believe in time travel either. That's not possible. Not yet, anyways. No, I don't think it is at all. Like, yeah. I, I, how could you? Like, my, my whole thing with time travel is, okay, so if, say time travel exists right now, I believe that, there, hey, there's no such thing as time. There's such, it's a such human a construct, right? Duration. Right. There's time duration. is just a human construct. It's just so, something we use to identify and right. track our progress through the day so we know when to do certain things and just to keep a cohesive, organized society it doesn't exist anywhere time is just a human construct it's just something we invented to track ourselves in our so progress. you have duration yeah so you go back in time so if i go back and say a future me come goes back in time i'd be standing right here i'm not going to see me and you're not going to see me because this is already happening and continue to happen through the end of duration so this moment that we're having right now in my mind will forever happen so if i come back in time and I want to move that hat off the wall. I can't do it because it's stuck in that time. And if I wanted to leave something on this desk, I, me right now, is not going to see it because that's in his, his, his time, quote unquote. And to actually get time travel, I just, I can't, I can't see how it's even possible. Because you'd have to have like GPS coordinates. Like, if, if so, you have to be able to see 
there before you get there. You know what I'm saying? Because if I if I time travel right now, I could time travel into that wall, and then I'm stuck in that wall, half in and half out. You know what I'm mm. saying? So you got to be able to see there before you get there. But we're seeing it through the knowledge we have today is a problem, right? And right. and we do this with a lot of things. We like we look reading the bible right so i'm doing the bible in a year right now okay. i'm listening to the bible in a year podcast and uh father mike on there gives commentary at the end of each day on what he read and you know like a breakdown and i'm glad he does because again i'm a moron so it helps me understand what the reading was and early on he said you got to understand you can't look through it through your eyes today you have to look through the context of thousands of years ago and how people communicated how people act this is very early man god's handing down the most basic laws of what to do and not what to do you can't look to it four thousand years later of everything we know now and go well that doesn't make sense why would he say this or that you got it you really got it and, and we do this with a lot of things, right? A hundred years ago, we thought we had figured out everything there was to figure out, right? And now today, we think we got it all figured out. And a hundred years from now, they're going to look back at us today and be like, God, they didn't know shit, you know? Idiots. Right. You know, and it's, it's just because we only know what we know in the moment. So time travel, I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson. I saw him do a good, the, the easiest way for my brain to interpret it. He was like, it'll probably be messages sent on light. Because he said, think of a star, right? The star that you see you know, burned out hundreds of thousands of years ago, but that light still traveling. So if you had a message on that light, you can receive it way later. Even though something happened a long time ago, you can receive that message later right so he believed like that would be and i'm doing a butch i'm butchering this so you know you guys can find it out there and look it up and he you know he just the way he explained it it made sense how you could possibly send messages on light because of how light travels and the speed it travels at you know for the future or the past i guess so you you know you drop it in this device and it would send a and it wouldn't start working until they figured it out but you wouldn't be able to go forward the messages will only be able to go back, I believe, is the way he explained it. But I don't know that we could hop in a machine. You know. I mean, I guess if you were traveling on light, I guess. Yeah, I, you would. You would might be able to see where you're going before you get there. Yeah, because if you, I guess, if you could travel at light speed, right, you could go someplace and come back. God, I'm too, I'm too dumb to right. be able to sit here and figure this out in real time. Yeah, I don't know. I again do the research. So it was interesting the way he broke it down and uh, explained it. What do you think, man? We did an hour and a half. You're ready to be done. Yeah. I really appreciate you filling in short notice. You know, was, we we're planning on both having you here, and we're gonna have you back. You know, uh, so we can we can get into some more stuff. But I I really appreciate you on short notice filling in and jumping in here. You did a great job. It was fun. A good conversation yeah it was good uh, make sure you guys uh you found some value here like share subscribe uh man that's it be kind to each other thanks guys